0: Once upon a time, I thought I lost everything. I had lost my future, I did indeed lose my past, but I hadn't lost everything just yet. And little did I know that I was gonna lose that sooner rather than later too. I'm in love with the past that's moving on, yet I'm still here and the feeling is gone. And with that feeling went a piece of me. So now I'm lost, and I don't know how to be found. I wish I could find the courage to tell you what you mean to me, but I know that no matter what I say, you'll still be gone. And I'll continue holding on to the hope that's slowly killing me inside. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's August now, which means no sleep for me. This month is always hard, but this time it feels impossible. I wish I could forget about it all, but the memory of you keeps me tossing and turning all night. I guess it's not so easy to stop caring about something you love so dearly. So instead I'll just keep fooling myself, (laughs) believing all the lies that I might someday end up here with you. Hi. It's Ant. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Forgotten Thoughts. Season 2, episode whatever. It's time we got a card in our hands. And it's 4am. <laughs> and I can't sleep. I could honestly say... That's the first time I've felt this in years is the ability not to sleep because obviously for the last two years I uh, haven't have really had much trouble staying up uh, or sleeping so that because when you do meth you typically stay up as long as you're high so you don't need the ability to sleep but once you've been up for two to three days I wouldn't stay up for more than three, personally. Uh, I never really made it to three. I was more one and a half or two day-er. But after I would be up for two days, man... You're tired, you want to go to sleep, you just go right to sleep. Also, we're outdoors. Because it's 4 a.m., and I cannot sleep. And it's crazy. Because, again, I did all that stuff for years. When I wanted to sleep, I just slept... And then I hit Christian boot camp, and I was getting sober. And when coming off of that drug, meth, and any infamines, infant- you were probably going to sleep a lot better for f- the first few months. But every year, for the last five years, the date of August 25th has rolled around. That date nearly kills me. This year marks the five-year anniversary of my dad's death. And, yeah, it's taken its toll on me. And it's not just that taking its toll on me. I lost one of my best friends two years ago. Not from death or anything, but they just kind of walked out of my life. And, uh... If you've listened to any other episode, you understand. Uh, (laughs) And if not go back and listen to them please I'm not going to have time to explain it right now but I will say that August is hard and always has been and I don't know what to do about it obviously I think I'm just going to have to get through this for the rest of my life and that's tough because I learned at an early age what a lot of people don't go through for years, I think. Like, when you, when you talk to people, when I talk to my friends and stuff, we'll see younger people who are still in high school or in their early years of college, and, like, they'll still have, like, this nice glow or something in their eyes, and it's, like, this hope, this, like, innocence that the world hasn't taken yet. And for me, I kind of had that taken. From me very early uh, because of course when I was 17 three weeks into the school year my senior year my dad died and I could talk about this and I talk about it so much and it's because it's a huge part of my story because a lot <laughs> changed after those five years for me or five years ago to August 25th I mean when I look back on it it's like you know you just see it in perfect clear 2020 hindsight vision Of boom, 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 boom. At one thing led to another. That's kind of how it was. Like, my senior year. I was... Before my senior year. I was still so rapidly changing. I wasn't really anywhere close to who I am now. But I was getting more out of my shell. More confident. More just out there. I was getting friends and stuff like that. Because I had friends like Aaron and Aubrey. I'd been friends with them for about a year. year and a half now. Really close friends with them. Where we were hanging out all the time. And... Well, the senior year starts, and this kid loses his dad in a car wreck. And from the outside looking in, unless you were my classmates, really, and I told you, you couldn't tell. Like, truly, like, you look at this kid, and you're like, there's no way. This section leader of band, this straight-A student who's taking AP classes, who has friends, who's laughing, getting into relationships, there's no way that this kid is going through something like that and honestly I was but you couldn't have asked me that and I would have said it didn't feel like anything because I didn't know at the time but I was escaping obviously when I look back at it now I see it but there was something that I still hadn't felt just yet but I was escaping from because I knew it was gonna hurt so when when my dad died shock took over obviously and pretty much I never let that feeling of shock go away for probably about a year, I would say. Like, legitimately, about a year. And so I just hid behind shock with, you know, band and a girlfriend and friends that I would meet with and hang out with. And we would do duster every now and then. I missed a few band practices for it. Whatever. But, you know, I occupied my time. I... And it's a 3.3, 3.4 GPA. But at the end of the year, graduated, had like a 28 on my ACT, was just rocking it. And you just couldn't tell, but that summer came and I had the best summer of my life, obviously. I talk about it all the time, but I did. Holy shit, that summer was insane. And I can keep hounding on about and hounding on about it, but you couldn't tell until I got to college. And the classes were harder. And I was in Rustin and I wasn't in my element and my friends were gone. And my girlfriend's gone. And all it's just me and my thoughts in this college building where I play league. And so League became this just a, a escape. And if I wasn't playing league I was probably watching football or doing duster but I was not going to class. I was not taking care of my priorities. And I dropped out of college. And it really, really sucks because a couple weeks prior, my girlfriend had broken up with me. And the week prior to dropping out, like the weekend before I went and dropped out, uh, I wrecked my car. And so I was now stuck in Ruston, Louisiana, like literally had to be driven back by my grandfather who dropped me back all at the dorms and said, good luck. And I had to spend that week dropping out, finding a place to live. And finding a job. And I set to work. Because at that point in time... I had nothing else to do. And I didn't realize how fucking hopeless... Things were about to get. Because... What I didn't know was that... I wasn't going to have any money to spend. To save up. Really going to have enough to eat. My... Did not have anywhere to go. I wrecked my car, so I was just stuck in a room with my thoughts, nothing really to dissuade them. And so I got really, really heavy into duster. And from duster, we spent the next year and a half, not night year and a half, but spent the next year going down the drain mentally I did not want to be anywhere involved in life anywhere I wanted to be out I wanted one of the duster's cans to just fucking take me out one day give any excuse. and the only thing only reason I held on uh really is three people really who I truly stuck it out for that I could not leave it was Aaron and my two little brothers Kevin and Dylan couldn't leave them behind. And then next probably was Aubrey and my mom. Those two definitely helped me stick it around, but the three I named before, those are the reasons I could do it. And those were the first things that popped in my head, especially Dylan. I couldn't do it without Dylan. couldn't do it to him. But I'm glad, obviously, I stucked it out because, you know, I'm here where I'm at now. I'll keep going with the story, but you know, after I stuck it around for next year, eventually I moved back to Freeport and uh, I experimented with meth. And um, well, it's really easy to quit Duster when you're doing another really insanely, really addictive drug that's way better than Duster. So we quit Duster and left Duster behind two and a half years ago, but we picked up this nasty, uh, little math habit. And so we are struggling to deal with that for two years. And again, I'm just spiraling and I've done a lot of crazy things and you can go back at my podcast and list all the crazy things that happened in those two years because the rest is history. Obviously, uh, but I talk about all that because, well, from Rustin it's been three years and I'm back where I started in an unfamiliar place, no job, no working vehicle, and I'm stuck. And I don't know what to do. And I've got less friends now. And I've got less reasons to hold on. But mentally, health-wise, we're doing great, actually. That's what's the funniest. Because one of the greatest things about life is it's going to keep teaching you the same lesson over and over again until you learn it. And it probably's going to test you again on it. For instance, the biggest lessons I've had to learn in life, if not the biggest lesson I've learned in life, is that everything is temporary, nothing lasts forever. None of your friendships, none of your friendships, none of your activities, like, whatever you do for fun, whatever you do every day, whatever it is, whatever you look forward to doing every single day, one day you're going to do it for the last time. For instance, a guy who loves bowling goes bowling every single day of his life. One day he will bowl for the last time. One of these days I will not log into the league. Again, I will log into League of Legends. And that will be the last time I will never know that day. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But no one, no one knows when the last time they're going to do something is. All those kids that are playing football at night with their friends in the neighborhood they're going to step onto that yard for one last time and they don't know when one day you are going to see your dad, your mom for the last time and there is nothing you can do about it and that is why we have to live in the moment and appreciate everything that we are given when we are given it Because if we don't, they will pass us by. And we will wish we cherished it. At least I do. Maybe some people will argue with me on that point, but I think that's because they're in the same state of mind I was in a couple years ago. Because five years ago, I was taught a very important lesson. That one lesson I just said. I was. And then I was retaught it a couple years later. I mean, not even a couple years, two years later when I got to college and lost everything. And then I lost it the next year when I lost my best friend. <laughs> Things are going to change. For better or worse. It's up to the eye of the beholder, probably. So I'm coming back to film the last part of this episode. And I'm going to do one more part to this because it's going to be a little longer than the usual ones. But what I left off on last time was this thought of living in the present moment. And it took a lot for me to do that, and I still don't fully get there. Still not fully there and living in the moment. But... I titled this episode something probably particularly weird. We're still outside, by the way. And, um, I titled it, Please Don't Forget About Me. Because at the end of the day, that's my biggest fear. Is not being remembered. And if... I feel like I'm not going to be remembered then I feel meaningless and when I feel meaningless that's when I become in the worst state of mind possible when I just think life is meaningless obviously that's a lot of people but for me not being forgotten is a principal foundation in my mind and I don't know why I don't know why I want to leave the world in a better place than I found it in. I don't know why I want to be remembered for being something good. I don't know why. But I know deep down that if I don't feel like I'm being remembered or if I don't have that fear, then life becomes meaningless. And if life becomes meaningless for me, then it's a very scary state of mind a state of mind that I fear being in again. A state of decay, a state of uncare. A state of mind where you're not living, you're just wasting away. And it's miserable being trapped in that mindset. And I don't know if I'll ever be in that mindset again. Probably will. But. That's not up for me to decide. Because no one knows the future. Absolutely no one. We could try to predict it all that we want, but. Humans are pretty fucking bad at predicting things. Our track record's. Not very good. We can try all we want, but we're never gonna be able to predict everything perfectly. There was no way of knowing that a plague was gonna ruin our economy and the world economy like it did. Close a bunch of businesses. Tears people's lives apart. We don't know when we're gonna lose someone. And we probably don't even know what we're going to eat tomorrow. (laughs) But mm, it's probably for the best. I mean, if everything was predictable, then I don't know. Probably get a little stale, I think. And that kind of comes with the good and the bad, right? If everything was good, it'd probably be stale right, because, like, something would have to be referred to as bad, right, like, for instance, if, you know, your everyday world is getting $500,000, and you wake up and you get $10,000, well, fuck, that's a bad day, even though you made $10,000, and people would roughly give him anything to make $10,000 in a day, you're missing $490,000, so, everything kind of comes with context as well, everything. Everything. And that's hard to realize. And as much as you think your life might suck right now, definitely worse for somebody out there. And that's something I've been lacking a lot, is that humility of people are suffering, my life sucks worse than theirs. not true. As much as I'd like to think it, because whatever, it gives me some baby-tell story to tell people to feel bad for me. Whatever. What I do know is that I don't want to be forgotten. I don't. It hurts when you feel forgotten, when you feel like you don't matter, when years have felt like wasted because somebody checked out on your life. I wish Somebody would just tell me that they remembered me, that I influenced their life in a positive way, somebody that I haven't heard from for a while. I wish that I could hear that I used to be a good person. (laughs) I wish somebody would tell me that they admire me, look up to me. I wish. And I can wish for that shit all day. But being told that isn't going to change anything but make me more confident. Trust me, you don't want to feed my ego more than it already is fed. (laughs) Humble man, humble man I am. (laughs) But for real. I think everybody has like that kind of fear deep down. Maybe of not being forgotten specifically but of a fear that somehow makes life meaningless maybe without your kids you feel meaningless maybe without your friends or your current job you feel meaningless because whatever maybe a specific game makes you feel meaningless maybe Your missing family could make you I don't know but I think that deep down most people just fear life becoming meaningless and those the fear of life being meaningless translate into them fearing losing whatever losing their house losing their job losing their dog losing whatever losing their kids so it's up to us humans to find out why life has meaning. It's up to us to attach meaning to life. And some people attach meaning to life by saying it's meaningless. That's definitely a very valid strategy. I don't think I'll ever figure out the meaning to life. I just know that something in me drives me keep pushing forward for whatever reason and I'm gonna follow that instinct until the day that I can't follow it anymore and that day that I can't follow it my meaning or whatever anymore it won't become a meaningless day no no I'll be able to look back on my life and know that every single moment I took up until the very moment that I'm in right now has led up to this exact moment I will have maybe not see things 100% clear, but I'll understand a lot more. Maybe I won't. I hope I do. (laughs) But I probably won't. I'll understand probably how things turn into other things, but I'll never know how to tell somebody to get meaning in their life. I'll just go find meaning. That's all I can say and give them examples of how I found meaning or what meaning of life means to me. But at the end of the day, what gives my life meaning is knowing that I improved somebody's life. That even if it was just for a fucking few seconds that an interaction between me and a stranger meant something to that stranger. I'm all about the little things. I keep a note in my wallet from a stranger from three years ago that gave me, that told me to kept fighting, kept pushing, that life gets better. And that they appreciate me. I don't know who this person was, I'll never know. But it was nice to get that note. <laughs> I have a note from a friend that I grew up with when I was, or, that was a friend of my mom's. Whenever I grew up in Kentucky, like 10 years ago, when I saw her, that note had a lot of meaning to me. And I visited her, and visited a lot of people, and I talked to a lot of people, because I don't want them to think that I forgot about them. Like, there are so many people in my life who just, like, little moments in my life just impacted me so much, and for the better. And I want to pass that on to people. And the moment that I feel like I'm not is the moment where my life becomes meaningless and entered this dark fucking hole in my mind and where life isn't worth living and I wake up every day wishing something would change. I learned a lot a long time ago that if you do want your life to change that you're going to have to change it yourself. No one can really do it for you. You kind of have to seize the moment. And sometimes that moment's not going to come for a while but eventually a moment will come. You'll get this little break and it's about you making the most of it. And if you don't I don't know what to tell you. Your life will probably stay the same, and the meaningless pattern that you've fallen into will just keep pulling and going over and over and over, repeating, until you break the cycle. I mean, I did. I'm not gonna say it's not hard to. Or it's hard to, but you know it is. It's hard to break the cycle. But you have to want to change in the beginning. You have to want to get better. You have to want to break the cycle. Whatever cycle you're going through, whatever makes your life meaningless, you have to find a way to make it meaningful. Otherwise, you're just going to keep going through the same cycle over and over and over. And the cycle isn't good. The cycle is depression, sadness, and suicidal thoughts. No lie. It's a hard topic to talk about, but it, it's the truth. And that lifestyle is terrible. I've been through it. I know plenty of people who are going through it. It's not a fun mindset. I'm not saying that, you know, if you're depressed or whatever, you can just break out of the mindset. It's it's not that easy. But at the the beginning, you have to understand that. You want to get better. What the fuck is this? I don't know. Sorry, I found something on the ground. It doesn't matter. What does matter is you can improve your life over time. You can improve your mindset, and it won't fix 100% of your problems, but it'll fix a lot of them. But it starts with wanting to change first. It's always what it starts with.